Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan. And thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome Gino Giacombo, who is the general manager for the Blue Water Convention Center. Welcome, Gino. Thanks for being my guest today. Thanks for having me, Dan. Yeah, so this is exciting because we get to talk about the Blue Water Convention Center, which let's just, just say the normal person wouldn't necessarily know about it, except when there's big conventions and a lot of people in town, right? True. One of the things I think that makes the convention center unique is that it's on the water. So there aren't too many around the country that are on the water. And then on top of that, we're right across the river from Canada. So that just adds another element of people that can come across the border to enjoy the hotel, the convention center, or other things happening in the community. So those are all some really interesting things that make the convention center, I think, unique. So why don't we start by just learning a little bit about yourself and how it is that you came into this role as the general manager. I was the general manager of the Birch Run Expo Center at the time. And uh, SMG was the name of the company that had asked me to go several other places before that. And I had turned them down saying, don't hold it against me, but it was out of state. And I said, if there's anything in the area, because my kids are young and I didn't want to move them, I had stopped moving after I'd been in Port Huron before when I was the hockey GM here many years ago with the Border Cats and Beacons and way back in the day when I was a young man, but I didn't want to bounce the family around anymore. So I told them, if there's everything in Michigan, that'd be great. Well, then I get a call, SMG, and says, convention center in Port Huron. I said, I was the GM in Port Huron for hockey. I don't remember any convention center. And he said, no, we built, they built one where the old Thomas Edison Inn was. And I was like, really? So I came on a visit. And just like everything else you said with the water, that sold it. I walked in, I went to, they took me on the patio and, you know, Bertrand Expo Center's on I-75. Yeah, 100,000 cars drive by a day, but that's my view out of my office. And now I set my laptop up sometimes right on the patio. I mean, why wouldn't I? You know, you're here, you have to take advantage of that view. So that's, that's, the, that's what sold me on taking the job. And then SMG merged with AEG, which ran these other facilities. And now it's the largest ASM global facility, 350 plus uh, facilities worldwide. Blue Water Convention Center being the smallest, but still, um, we're in the group. So it's how, how many square feet is it approximately? Just under 40,000. Which again is for our area is perfect. That's a closet at Kobo, but it's um, or the whatever it's called now. But um, but it serves the purpose here perfectly because they didn't have that for like last week. We had the 850 women here. That's a great size. That's about the max we're going to get convention. But that's a perfect amount of people to come to town for a week and spend their money here. That's great. And we're not going to get the 10,000 people conventions, but we're also not you know in a position where we can't get the 500 which we were before because we had nowhere to put them. Yeah, I learned a long time ago in economic development that you have to know who you are and what your place is in the economy. So similarly with a convention center, you have to understand what your place is within that competitive market, right? So we're not going to be competing with Kobo, but Kobo's not going to bring a four or 500, 600-person convention necessarily to the Kobo Center. Um, but here, that would be an ideal convention. That's perfect. Right, yeah, we're the perfect... We'll call it mid-size convention, and, to, and we'll take the small ones as well, of course. You know, we take them all. So, and the thing about here is 
the being on the water, it is a gorgeous convention center. So it is a big time look when you get here, but you're the only one here. So you get all the attention. So if you're at somewhere else like convention center in any major city, they could have 10 going on at once. Whereas, you know, when you come here, you're getting all of our attention. So that's, I think, the biggest perk for people when they come here is they feel, they feel like they were, they were important. They're not just, you know, we're running around doing 10 other things. You know, one of the things that makes this uh, interesting, I would think, is, and we say the same thing about tourists, you know, be a tourist in your town or, or whatever, but tourists can live an hour away. And it's like being up north up here, but it's only an hour drive. So with um, the convention business, people can come here from the Metro Detroit area for a convention and drive back if they want. Correct. That, that's the be- and that's what we're, I've got a few that I did steal, I'd say, from uh, Detroit, mainly because, again, cost. Um, we're going to be a lot more affordable anyway. And there's someone looking at the fact that they can save ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on the same exact convention. Yeah, they just have to come up here. Well, that's what, then they'll do it. So we've talked a little bit about the water. Obviously, it's an important feature. There's patios out, outside um, at the hotel. There's a restaurant in the hotel. And all of these things are advantageous, um, I would imagine, for your business. But what are some of the other unique things about the convention center? I think the most the thing, we, like we touched on, is the, as, the facet that you're the only one there. And I think that's what people repeat customers are coming back for. The re, you know, sometimes they bounce around and they go, oh, we're going to go to 20 different places and just bounce around. And we're finding that people are coming back here because they, they can feel the attention. They feel like they were not ignored. We're, we're constantly in the room saying, you know, what can we do for you? And it's just that level of service we're able to give because we are in a, in a, in a smaller town, but yet they're still getting the beautiful view. They're getting, you know, so they feel like they're in this luxurious place getting top-notch service, whereas they can still go, I hate to say, downtown somewhere and just get lost. That's the only thing I, I guess I could say is, you know, we're working on getting the, the bus and everything like that. The water view is the greatest location. If the downtown were just a bit closer, um, it would make for an ideal economic impact that way. And now as we get the people here, we can, like we had the broadcasters in, Association of Broadcasters in, and we did take them to the Vintage uh, Tavern downtown, took them around, things like that. They went on the museum trolley and everything like that. And it's really growing in the past, even since we came out of COVID with the plaza downtown and everything like that. It's making downtown more attractive. And as that's what the guests are looking for coming out of COVID is an experience. They're younger groups now, and they're looking for that, not just going to a conference and writing. They're looking for something they can put on social media. And so you take them on some sort of experiential tour of a trolley with the murder mystery or the plaza downtown, something they can post. And that's what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, it's all about experiences these days. So going to a cool place like the Raven, for example, unless you came here for the convention center, you might not know. Right. And that's the key. And they don't know. And you just take them to these cool. And you don't know how many times you, you have heard it, too. Everyone that comes here is like, I didn't know. Even like you said, the people that live an hour away, they're here for a conference, but they live in even the Flint area. And they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this shoreline existed, even with the beaches and everything. And that's the perk too, is I like to get the fact that I like to get people to come back here to spend a weekend, you know, get a, as, as a weekend getaway, uh, or right. just to come to have dinner here one night or something. You said it's not that far. I, I commute an hour, so it's not that far away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to test your memory a little oh, bit. Boy. Tell me about some of the conventions that we've had so far in 2022. Testing my memory. Um, like I said, besides the broadcasters, We've had, um, oh, we had the Michigan um, School Public Relations Association, and we've had, obviously, Job's Daughters last week, which was the 850. And this is a good year, too, because 2020 and 2021 backup 
all pushing their conventions down the road. We normally have, you know, about a dozen, and we're probably going to be pushing 20 this year. So I apologize that they are a little bit of a, a blur, but there's the uh, Michigan Vocal Music Association. Unfortunately, we did have some cancellations early on in the year. It still had pushed ahead because of COVID. In the beginning of the year, there was a surge. Even the, the RV show and the home and builder show and things like that, some happened, some didn't because of COVID. But no, I'm trying to think. My brain's going back too far. I'm remembering the shipmasters were here. Um, that was a great convention and the Nurses Association and the museum. But basically, that's the goal is the CVB helps us get the associations from all over the state to do their conference here. And if they are on a rotating basis where they go three years, somewhere different every year, at least get us in that rotation. So even if they're, you know, we're not going to come back every year, we're going to be every third year and stay in that rotation. And that we had Silver Sticks, not the hockey, but their convention this year as well. So You also can host events in the convention center. Weddings is, is the one that jumps out at you because you've got the water, the water. and you know, yeah. you've got the partnership with the hotel. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, weddings and um, they, they're just, they're walk-ins. I mean, we don't go after weddings. Uh, my goal is to go after the conferences and conventions. Now, the weddings do have, if they add up, they have their impact as well. Because if they're out, of, I notice they fill the hotels sometimes with 20, 30, 40 guest rooms. And um, because they have family and everyone. From, and that's great too, because it gets them exposed to the area. So, um, but the weddings, yeah, I mean, the view sells the wedding itself and word of mouth, I think has made it grow. But I don't, like I said, I, I, I have a priority list that I go on. And a wedding, if you came in today and said, I want to book my wedding in 2024, I wouldn't book it because I could have a convention. So it's like, you have to wait. You could book it a little last minute here, but not within, not two years out, because I'm more worried about getting a convention here than I am about having a wedding. Yeah, absolutely. So there is a prioritizing of the events. The conventions and conferences are number one. And then the consumer shows, um, like Shipshawana and those shows. A few years ago, when I was in Bertrand, uh, the promoter, not the people that come to the show, like thousands of people come to the show from Canada and all over, which is great still for the but he couldn't measure that. But to prove his value to us, he had all of his vendors, just his vendors, save their receipts. And he brought them all to me. And it was over $200,000 in vendors staying in hotels, eating in restaurants. That's just the vendors. So that is almost like a, almost better than a convention in some ways, because now you add on top of that, the unknown people who are coming from Canada and, the, and around here to come to the gun show or to come to Shipshawana. And it's harder to measure the impact in the area, but you know it, you know it exists. And so that's why I put the camera on the roof too, is to show people when they call and they're saying, you know, I want to come there. I'm like, this will be your view for a week. Take a look at the camera, and I send them. It's on YouTube 24-7, and uh, we got the people, moderators out there, all over, retirees all over the world, who will zoom in on the boats when they come by, so the, the camera's following the boats. It's, some people think it's like an electronic eye. No, it's just someone at home following the boats. But that, that I, I created a Facebook page just for the camera. It has more likes than the convention set. It's, <laughs> re, it's unbelievable. It has 2,000 people liking a video, you know, and it's the same video. Every day, it's a different video of a boat. And it's still got amazing, even right now, if you went on YouTube and you went to the camera, there's no boats, it's just them panning back and forth to our area. There's three, 400 people just keeping it on their, on their TVs, which is great. And I love when I see the comments that are saying, I've got to get there. I've got to come to this here. I've got to go see that. And there is an actual cam crawl group that they go, they come to town and they're going to go to this camera, the one in Algonac and the one in Marine City. They're going to do an event on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in each town. Um, just it's a cam crawl weekend, as they call it, and it's uh, just a group of people that I think are uh, addicted to the cameras. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about the spinoff effect 
which in economic development, we always talk about that, right? It's if someone's going to come in and invest uh, a lot of money to do a project or to build a building, and that project is going to create jobs, there's a spinoff effect, right? Every job that gets created creates another spinoff job or two or three in the retail sector or in other sectors of the economy. So that's really important. But when you're talking about a local convention center that's going to be bringing people into town, it might be the only venue that's doing that. So that success of the Blue Water Convention Center is really important to the community. Now, fortunately, we have a lot of hotels and we have other reasons for people here to come to the area. But uh, I would say that the convention center, you know, is living up to its billing in that regard because you can definitely tell uh, when there's a convention in town just by being in the downtown, seeing the traffic on the street, people on the sidewalks and in the restaurants. Yeah. And, it, and that's, and again, that's the goal. And like you said, and we know our, we know our place. In other words, it's still, you know, 850, like last week, women here for 10 days. But you hear it from, I, I go to Rotary and everyone's saying, hey, I, they notice even at the restaurants, the people from the conventions, they're talking to people and they're just like, yeah, I talked to some people who are in town for the convention. So I, that's, I love hearing that. And uh, like you said, the, the ripple effect of them being in the, especially when they drive in, like I said, that's why I say get the bus for when they aren't when they're bust in, but when they drive in and the parking lot's full, that's when I know. And when they're on their own for dinner tonight and things like that, that's when I know. That's great. There's 850 people that just left here tonight and they got to go somewhere. And that money's being spent. And, and then you know that too, that that money's being spent. And then that money's being respent by you know, hopefully the owners of the establishment locally. So that sort of gets recycled in, in town, but it's a great, you know, it's just a great effect and, and, and impact on the area. So obviously marketing your facility is really important to what you do. And there, you know, it, like any industry, there's ongoing changes, innovations that are taking place. So in, from your perspective, what's new, what's, what's taking place, and how is that going to affect the, what you do here in Port Huron? The experience one we talked about is the, is, is the first thing I noticed. We're offering that in advance of packages. I've gotten together with like uh, the Hallway Escape and plan for it. They bring the event over to the convention center and she'll do escape rooms there or murder mystery dinners. And you're selling that as part of the package in advance or even the trolley tours. You're, you're selling experiences. I mean, there's the old fashioned go to the Tigers game, things like that, but I'm trying to keep everything local. This past one was a perfect example of one that did have a little bit of the virtual element, which was coming out of COVID, which was a new thing I was seeing, but it is dying. This one used it, but a lot of it is dying down where they want the event to be virtual. We still accommodate, of course, and we have the AV and everything done, but deep down, that's not what we want because they're not here, right? There's not much they can spend when they're doing it from their, their home. So right. I'm glad in a way that it's, uh, it's still an option, but I'm also glad that it seems like a majority of the people are still taking advantage of going the in-person. That's, that's the way to really experience the convention and experience the town. For example, again, we had nothing to do with the CVB brings in a lot of the marketing for us as well. They help out and the basketball tournament that came to town. Now, again, that nothing that goes on at our place. They play all the games over there, but we were like, oh, well, more than willing to say, yeah, we'll host the, the welcome banquet just because we get the same thing. We get the impact that that has on the town for that week. And you can see all the teams in town all over the place and that coming back again for the next two years and hopefully renewing for more will be those are the types of things I just love seeing in the area, whether it's a convention or not. It's just seeing that Port Huron is starting to be thought of in that way, again, by outside. Yeah, so we have about a minute left, and uh, I just want you to talk about what you're excited about for the future of the convention business and your role here in the community. I'm just excited because I see it coming back. Again, I was nervous at 
during COVID that, you know, obviously meetings was the, the, the industry hit the hardest. And um, seeing that it's coming back and people haven't lost or that desire or you know, wanting to meet, whether it be meetings, conferences, conventions, sporting events, concerts, um, you know, they got the cheap trick one coming. I think that's great for this, you know, area and great for the future of meetings and things like that. Because I think people do like, you know, the in-person meeting. They get more business done in person. And the water, I think, just adds a whole nother element to it. The, the numbers moving forward, I was, you know, 2019 was great. 2020 was going to be even better. It didn't happen. The first three months were great, but they were. But the fact that I see now already this year and next year competing with 2019, which I was thinking wasn't going to happen for four or five years, is very optimistic for me for the future. And for the fact that I'm actually turning people away now, only because I can't host more than one a week. So there's a lot of times when during May and June that it's like, I, I already have one. I can't, I can't do your event. So that I never thought would happen where I'd be turning people away this quickly, but it's happening. So how do people learn more about the convention center and how do they go about contacting you? Well, again, um, everything's on the website. There's our website, bluewaterconventioncenter.com. There's the CVB website. Um, Discover the Blue. So that's all out there for uh, the people outside the area to to learn about the area. You can go to Pure Michigan and get here and find your way here. For the most part, locally, if this is, you know, the people. We're there for that. Again, you're going to be prioritized down from the conferences and conventions, but I'm more than willing to help out with the can councils and the Hope Blooms events to fill in my holes and be as accommodating as possible. Because again, I still find people who come locally to those events say, this is my first time in the building, which still shocks me, but it's great that they see it and they experience it and they know, then they think about it you know, what impact it has in their town. So just to, to, in case people missed it, the website is bluewaterconventioncenter.com, or you can go to the CVB, which is the Convention and Visitor and they're all Bureau website, my, which yeah, is Discover I have them the all Blue. at the bottom of my, well, I have them all on down there now. I even have the, the new one, the Exploreport Huron one on there. So it's, oh, uh, great. I just want, because when you're coming to town, you want to see what, what can I do in that town that helps them see all aspects of the area and shows it off pretty well. It's an exciting time right now. Gino, thank you for being well, on you, the podcast today. It's been great. You too. Thank you. So with that, I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and I hope you'll join me again for the next EDA podcast on Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Take care. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.